Hey, yo, what's going down? I'm OD, and you tapping in with the Slum Sessions. We are here with the one, the only, Mr. Emilio Coochie. Yup. Yo. AKA, nope, I don't eat it. Never had, never will, but I might if you a bad bitch. Nah, I'm just kidding. Okay. All right. <laughs> we, we jumping right into it. I, right. You know, uh, I definitely want to know where that came about, but we're going to get into that right after this. Roll it, roll it up, roll it up, leg it up. Roll it up, roll it up. All right, man. So, Emilio Coochie. Yep. First, I just want to know the name. Where did it come from, and how did how did that come about, man? Okay, so um, my name is Emilio. Um, that's first and foremost. Um, the Coochie part came around like 2014, 2015. <laughs> I was trying to change my name on Instagram and I was like, I really want something like fun and something like that I feel like represents me. Something that represents you. Just something that's like kind of like, wait, you said what? Like make you like turn your head a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, I was like thinking of like, who are some famous Emilios? And Emilio Estevez. Emilio Estevez is, is one. That's the only one I know. But Emilio Pucci is a fashion designer. Okay. And I was like, I really like that. I like Emilio Pucci. I've always liked his clothes, his like his logo and stuff. I was like, how could I flip that and instantly Gucci? I mean, my dirty mind would have probably first thing to come from Pucci would have been Gucci as well. I mean, right, right. I mean, I definitely have a dirty mind as well. So that's probably how it came about. But at the same time, you know what I'm saying? Like Gucci could also be like when you see something cute or like you'd be like, oh, Gucci, Gucci, Gucci. That's you know true. What I'm saying? That's so true. I was like, you know, like it's like double meanings. Okay, so who is Emilio Cucci, man? Who is who is the? I mean, you know, I feel like everyone says this, but Emilio Cucci's a bad bitch. Like number one, like you know, what I'm saying, like, like let's just get that. Let's get out that the out of the way. Um, but I am first and foremost, like I am a Houstonian. You know, what I'm saying, like okay. East Side. You know, big beast from the motherfucking East. Very that channel view, born and raised. I got to be on my half for Baytown. Right, you know, I love that. Um, I'm a photographer, I'm an artist, I'm a videographer, you know, I'm just like, I wear many hats, I do many things, I just, I mean, I'm a low-key uh, comedian, I'm very funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> have you ever done, uh, like, stand-up or anything? I haven't, you know, I but I would be down to do that. That's, oh, that's such a hard lane for me. I've always thought that, I was like, man, I'm, I feel like I'm funny. Right. But then I've actually sat and tried to write, like, a set of jokes Right. And then I realized this is probably the hardest thing I've ever had right. to do. Right, because I feel like you really can't freestyle that. Like, that's something that you kind of have to, like... I mean, I feel like you could probably wing it, but you really got to, like, know what the fuck... You're doing. Right. Like, there has to be a skeleton of some sort yes, when you go yes. in. And uh, whenever you're doing stand-up, it's just a whole different beast than doing right. podcasting, doing uh, music, or, right. you know, anything. It's just a whole thing on its own. Right, right, right. I think, I mean, you, I think you could probably do it. I feel like I could, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, give me some liquor and like, I'll go up there and like, kill it. Like, it's nothing. So <laughs> where did the, the slogan actually come from or like your catchphrase? Nope, or, I don't eat it. Yeah. Where did that come from? Like, you know, I, I live my truth. I don't eat pussy. So <laughs> that, you know, I guess part. I should have, should have saw where that answer was right. coming from. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's very, it's very simple. Okay. I, I live, I live by that. <laughs> Okay, so and and you say you're from the East Side. I am. How did growing up in the East Side uh, kind of shape you to who you are today? I know it's uh, 
Houston is so huge. You right. can live on the north side, the east side, the west side, you know, whichever side and have a complete different experience from from somebody else. So how did your experience growing up there kind of shape who you are? Right. So like growing up on the east side, like, well, for, like when I was like fucking like a baby up until like age five, I was in Galena Park. And then um, after Galena Park, like I just went to Channel View and I was there for like ever. And um, I don't know, like just I feel like the east side is such a melting pot like houston in itself is a melting pot but i feel like the east side is a very specific like group of people yes and yes. I, I feel like we just all get each other i like, i was actually born in channel view but grew up in baytown so okay yeah i also was born in channel view at fucking east regional <laughs> i don't know which hospital i grew, was at but it might have been it that one it has to have been that one i feel like that's like the only one like probably in channel view like right off i-10 because i don't think it's the the hospital i was born at isn't there anymore right yeah it's, it's that one okay yeah. then that's what my mom told me at least so. yeah 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 so um i kind of i don't know i feel like there is like a mindset in on the east side where people like i feel like and this is no shade to the I love my my people that are still on the east side, but I feel like like we talked about it earlier, like there's like a cycle. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Like For a sure, mental cycle. Is. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like people don't wanna like get up like out of the east side. And like there's nothing wrong with that, but like I always kinda knew like from early on, like that it's just that's not for me. Yeah. Like I, I was yeah. like I need something bigger or greater than just the east side. Did you always kinda know that you were I mean, like you said, you you felt like you that wasn't you. You just kind of felt like you were destined for something different. Absolutely, like, and that's not on no cocky shit. That's just being real. Like, I always kind of felt like, all right, like age five, six, I was watching fucking like reality TV shows. I was watching like the V, like when Lil Kim had her titty out at the VMAs. Like, I was watching that in real yeah. time. Like, I was not like, like just like oh, like googling it like on blogs. Like when I was a teenager, I was really watching it as a kid. Like, I don't know how much old or how old you are. I don't know if you want to say how old you are. <laughs> I'm 30. Okay. Well, then we grew up and uh, around the same time. I'm 29. Okay, okay I bet. So, yeah, um, I was the same way, watching, you know, a lot of TV, growing up, watching a lot of stuff, and I can kind of relate right, to you in right, that, right. that sense. So, did, did you grow up, like, um, around music? I mean, you watched a lot of TV, but did you grow up around a lot of music or anybody Definitely, doing music? Um so I have family in the Valley who actually, um, they were part of like a Tejano group. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, like music's kind of like, it's in my family. Um, and my family fucks with all kinds of music. It's not just like Spanish music. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Gr growing up in Houston, like you, especially back in the day, I felt like more so, but like you turn on like 97.9 and it was always like Houston mixes going on like back in the day. Yeah. I mean, even sometimes now, but I feel like now, like they like they do it like more later on at night. But I feel like before, like you just could be driving like, around like twelve p.m. and it would be like a cold ass Houston mix going on. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, so um, you yeah. get exposed to a lot of different music actually. Yeah, growing up around here. Right, right, absolutely for sure. And um, I'm just kind of like, I don't know if it's the right thing to ask. But what is like the gay scene kind of in Houston? Like, I know they have we have a lot of clubs and a lot of you know, but I've always said Houston is such a diverse place. Right. What is kind of like that scene um, in Houston? You know. So, uh, it's definitely Montrose, <laughs> and I only ask because, to to what I know, you are actually the first 
gay person I've had on the show. That you know of. That, that's why I said that's what <laughs> right, that, right, that right. I know of. <laughs> but you know, hey, I'm glad you're here. Right, right. The first openly gay person on the show. Thank you for right, being here, actually. Right. Of course. I'm glad to be here. Um, but yeah, um, Montrose, Montrose is cute. Montrose is very lit. Montrose is very welcoming. Um, on a regular night in Montrose, you're probably going to see some drag queens performing. Uh, we love the drag queens and fuck everyone who's uh, talking shit and all these weird laws trying to ban drag queens. Like, yeah, bitch, for like, sure. Let them make their money. Like, what the fuck? That's so weird. Entertainment. It's, right. I mean, that's all they're doing. Um, but yeah, like definitely some drag queens and just people like living in their truth. I just feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let them have like their safe space. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm big on everybody um, just enjoying themselves. I'm... I don't care what people do and I don't care what goes on. Like it doesn't affect me. Right, I'm, I'm right, very, right. I'm very open to everything. So, um, for sure. And so I've, I've never been to Montreal. I've been there, but I've never like partied out there. Right. Right. So, but well, I mean, technically, uh, Avant is like in okay. that area. Okay. Well then I've gone there. Right. And, uh, I'm not the, the most savvy on, um, maps and like areas me either like literally whenever <laughs> i was passing here i passed where we're where i'm supposed to be yeah flipped around realized i was driving down a, a one-way street the wrong way every i yeah i always like look out the window and i just i can see everyone doing that. so i hey i google maps everywhere i'm Same. going the only actually the only area that i don't do that in is the east side okay okay yeah so growing up um i want to take it back growing up did you always know you were open or openly gay or mm -hmm. and how was that coming out I, so I, I didn't okay no i already know where this is going so. yes of course <laughs> I, I mean i want to i want to get everything right right so um i knew from like early on that i liked boys okay from like age like five um i mean it's like when you're a kid and like you kind of know like oh I feel like everyone kind of has like crushes or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, like for me, like I just knew mine was more so with boys, but I knew that I was being like taught or conditioned. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, oh, oh, that girl over there is pretty, huh? Or whatever. And I'm like, okay, like, yeah, whatever. Like I would like kind of play on it. And I definitely had girlfriends like growing up. Um, but like in high school, like in between my um, junior and senior year, like like that summer, uh, I was like, you know what, bitch, I want to come out. Like, I'm ready to come out. Yeah. I had a girlfriend from freshman year to junior year. And so it was kind of awkward, like, breaking up with her that summer and then coming out and then coming into my senior year, just being this openly gay yeah. senior. Um, but I was like, man, fuck it. Like, I don't care. Like, I just want to, like, finally, like, live in my truth. Yeah. I, I, I think um, whenever you're in high school, it's it's that's like the time where everybody's discovering themselves and right, finding right, out who right. they are. And then, man, after high school, I've grown so much. So I'm sure after high school, a lot of people, that's their growing time. But how was it with the a Hispanic family? Or you you are, right? Yeah. Okay. I, <laughs> but I know how Hispanic families are. Right. They're not the most right open and accepting families. Right. So how was that or like with, with family and stuff? So, um, it, 
I was raised like primarily by um, my mom. Okay. Um, my dad's in my life, but like not really in my life. Like he's like, I don't live with him. Yeah. My parents got divorced when I was like in fifth grade. So, same, same. Um, I mean, like I would see him sometimes and I mean, he's not like an absent father. Like I, like, yeah. I love my dad and like I fuck with him, but like, it's just, I'm not, he's not really like there as much as my mom. Like my mom is like there and she's always been there. Yeah. But, um, shout out to the mom. Right. I love you, mom. <laughs> um, but my mom, like, I really thought my mom was not going to take it well. She's always been like mama bear. She's always like loved me and supported me. But, you know, like it's it's a scary thing. Um, I, I mean, I would assume so. It's like right. it's, it's a scary thing. It's not just you becoming who you want to be, but it's hoping that everybody's going to accept. It. Right. Right. And so like with my mom, like not just that, but like, you know, she's old school. Mm hmm and like you know what i'm saying like she may or may not have like said like a slur here and there growing up which i don't fault her for like a different time like i'm not gonna cancel my mother but like you know what i'm saying like you live and you learn but just knowing that like you know hearing someone in your family say like a slur or whatever yeah it, it makes you scared to like want to really like come out and like you know what i'm saying so it's like um when I did come out, I remember, like, I just started to, like, I was just crying. She was asleep. And that was the worst part about it. Because I had first came out to my sister and my cousin. Okay. And they were super, super, super accepting. Like, they were like, okay, like, this is not news to us. Like, we knew this. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, okay. Like, whatever. So then my, my sister was like, okay, well, you know, mom is asleep in the next room. Like, go tell her. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, bitch, like, how are you going to pressure me into <laughs> just, like, coming out? But... Like she would not let me not come out, so I was like, okay, fuck it. Like I guess, like I I did it once. I guess, like let me I guess just, I like, got to do this, now. right? So and you know how like have you ever like seen like those like memes or like those TikToks where like the moms are asleep and it's like every time like you go to like wake up your mom and like they're like <gasps> like yes. you know what I'm saying like they're very like <laughs> it's like that weird like reaction. So like that's how it was, and um so instantly I'm like fuck my life. Like she wakes up all scared and like shook. Thinking that something's probably wrong or something's happening. Right. And then she, she can instantly tell that it's like more of like a serious tone and like yeah. a vibe. And I'm like, uh, I got to talk to you about something. And she's like, what? What is it? And I'm like, I don't want to say. And she's like, did you get someone pregnant? And I was like, <laughs> uh, no. And that might have been a little bit easier at this moment. Right. Right. And she was like, are you on drugs? I'm like, no. And then like, I think her next guess was like, are you gay? And I was like. Uh, so when I first came out, I thought I was bi. Um, and I, I don't know if I am or not, but like, I was like, I'm not gay, but like, I still like girls. And she's like, okay. Like, I still love you. Cause I was in tears. I was yeah. like bawling my eyes out. She was like, why are you crying? Like, I still love you. Like that, like, that changes nothing. And I was like, just crying. I think it was more like a cry of relief. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah, she took it really well. My dad was like, he, we didn't speak for like a year after he found out. I don't know. If, I don't know if I ever actually even officially told him or if my mom told him. Um, but I remember he made a comment. I forget if it was to me or my mom, but he made a comment basically saying that I needed to like go get help. But I think like it because he doesn't speak perfect English. So like mm -hmm. in hindsight, I don't think he thought I was crazy. I think he just thought I was like in a place in my life where maybe I should like 
try to sort things out. Right. Or, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, I don't fault him for for saying that either. Back then, like I did, and we didn't speak for like over a year. But like now, like we're good. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's not an easy. The only way I can kind of relate to that would would be um, having to tell my mom that I uh, got my girlfriend pregnant. Oh shit! <laughs> I yeah. was. Uh, I was a senior. We're, oh shit! So okay. yeah, I mean that was not the easiest thing. And right. I, I I didn't talk to my mom for about a year after that. Yeah. It was uh, she wanted nothing to do with me. Damn. I don't know why. I mean, it's now she loves my daughters and stuff, okay. but it was it, like I, that's the only way I can relate to it is like that pressure of of needing to tell somebody something. Right. And then after you say it, it just feels like a relief. Right. Like, right. Ugh. I actually found out. Um, like two days before prom oh, that, that we were having a baby. So uh, damn, be careful. Right. <laughs> it, it, it ruined things. I mean, ru- ruined things as far as prom. Like, right, 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 right. But now, you know, I love my girls. Right. Yeah. I love that. I love that. But, um, so growing up, who did you actually like, um, look up to as far as like music and, and, you know, and Ooh. like, who did you look up to? Okay. So. I had no choice but to, like, fuck with Selena growing up. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I'm a Mexican from Texas. Like, yes. You just, it's like the fucking law. Like, yeah, you gotta you have fuck to. with Selena. Not, I feel like not even being from um, from Texas, I mean, from, not, not even being Mexican, I'm sorry, just being from Texas in general, like, that's like, you gotta fuck with Selena. Like, she's yes. like our princess. I mean, you, you don't get a statue, uh, Right, about you for nothing. Right, exactly. So uh, my mom put me on to Selena very early on, like probably before I could even speak. Like I was being, you know, had Selena and like just Tejano music in general, just blasting in my ears. Um, and then growing up, the first, the first album I ever like, not purchased, but like my first CD that I ever asked my mom to like get me mm-hmm. was uh Britney Spears okay. <laughs> baby one more time. Okay. Uh, the second one right after that was, uh, destiny's child writings on the wall. Okay. And then when I became a teenager and really got into like my own kind of vibe, um, I was really heavy, especially being like just freshly out the closet. You yeah. know, I was yeah. really, really heavy into, um, Gaga and Nicki Minaj. Okay. Um, I mean, I grew up with sisters, so, well, I have an older brother, but he was, like, much older, so my music influence whenever I was growing up was uh, a lot of, like, the Britney Spears and the pop right, and right, stuff. Right. I didn't start getting into my own lane of music until I was a little bit older, so around that time, that was, like, that was it. That right, was That absolutely. was the top charts. That was right. what everybody was listening to right. if you were listening to charting music. Right, absolutely, for sure. What is, what is it about Nicki Minaj that you like so much? Because you're going through your Instagram, this guy has 3,000 <laughs> posts on Instagram. And I would say at least a third of them were Nicki related. Right. Well, I mean, you know, like, that was my bitch. Like, growing up, like, she really helped me come into my own just as an individual in general. Like, I, I would really watch, like, you know, her interviews and shit. Yeah. I was more than just, like, a casual fan. Like, I was, like, I was, like, a stan, like, a really diehard fan of Nicki. And, like, I still really, like, love, like, Nicki Minaj. You're a barb. Um, is, that, is that what they're... they're, they're <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, But it's very, like, just watching her, like, it, it. I really admire the 
the intelligence. Like there's a lot of in, an intelligence that goes behind the writing style, hearing her speak, um, the business savvy, um, and like the wittiness. I admire wit so much and okay. I think that's why I gravitated towards her. I really, um, this is random, like not to do with music, but like RuPaul, like he's so fucking witty that it's yeah. like, I, it's like, it's just so sharp. And I really admire that. Cause like, there's like a certain level of intelligence that has to go with that. Yeah. I, I can feel that. he had a show, um, not drag race. It was a show on, he had a talk show on BH1, like way back in the day. Okay. And yeah. then, well, re- not, not too long ago, I think he had, a. It was a show. I think it was on Netflix. I don't remember what it was called. I, but I remember watching. It was a good show. Right, right. And oh, uh, Aja and Me. Or is that was that one? Wasn't it? Wasn't like a like a. It was like a scripted show, right? Yes. Yeah, I think it was Aja and Me with uh, with some with little kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, hey, yeah, that was yeah. a good show. Right, right, right. I hey. watched a few episodes. Shout out to RuPaul, man. Right, right. If you ever see this, I like you. You're cool. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so. Becoming like um, an adult and stuff, you um, you worked at a couple different places and you've Dude. you've you've done a lot of different things before right. you were Emilio Cucci, the <laughs> photographer, rapper, right, the person who we have here, right. How was the Burger King days? Because <laughs> that was it seems like it was a big part of your life. Uh, it was growing up. You it know. was. So um, I don't know why the. F- I think like watching my mom like just be a single mom and my mom never really worked like like an office job like you know she was not a stay-at-home mom she worked like she worked in Galena Park at a paper mill company so she was like making like sheetrock and shit like at like a factory type place like she had like steel toe boots white hard hat like she would come home dirty tough right you know what I'm saying like she was like living that life and so I would see her like you know she would work like um, three days, like nights, like 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. And then three days off and then three days, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Like she was and then she was a foreman. So she was like really, really like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so I would see her. She would be tired. She would be working hard. So I feel like maybe like subconsciously, like that kind of like instilled something in me to work hard Yeah, and to and work hard. And I like, put work not to put work first, but I think. Like put work first. <laughs> I mean, see, seeing what your parents do definitely can instill um, a sense of like work ethic in somebody. Right, right. Like if you see your parents and they're grinding, they're doing all this, and they're they're doing everything they need to do to provide for the family. Right. That that instills something into you. Right. I, at least I feel like. No, for sure, for yeah. sure. Um, and so like when I got my first job at Burger King, I was like, bitch, I'm I'm in it. I'm working. <laughs> so I'm part like, of the working class. Right, now. right. So like, I stayed there like three years um why burger king so i had a um a friend who was the manager there okay so she put me on and then um it was a few people from channel view because like the the one that i worked at was not in channel view it was like um an humble okay so um it was a few people from channel view who actually worked there so like i knew a few people who worked there and um it was cool like it was like a really fun time in my life like we were like just some stupid kids and just having a good time making some chump change but to us it was like you know what i'm saying a few hundred bucks like that was like good money back then like as a high school student you know now that you say that i go to like burger king and i go to like mcdonald's and stuff and i'm like oh, 
why do they why did they get my order wrong right and then now looking at it from their perspective they're probably just some kids having fun with their friends working there right right they're just living their life right now right and like at my burger king it was like the front line like the people taking the orders we were all like high school students and then like all, all the cooks they were like we used to call them like the tias because yeah. like they were like majority like all mexican ladies they didn't speak much english and like they were also there to like get a check yeah and it was like just like this mutual like understanding like they would come bring us like food that they would make at home bring it to us like oh, home cooked. you know what i'm saying yeah so like burger king like i always reference that because like this like that was like a cool ass time in my life that uh that working in a in like fast food or service or something like that it can change your perspective on so many things oh absolutely because if you've never worked in in like that kind of environment right you could some people you can just kind of tell like you've never had to right. do this. like you don't empathize with yeah with, like, with that because you've never walked a day in these shoes like you bitch you don't know like if i get parked at a drive-thru like oh like go pull up to the front and wait five minutes i'm not tripping yeah but i know some people might have an issue with that i'm like bitch like the food is fresh like just shut up and quit complaining like, you know you've what I'm obviously like, never been in that position they got timers they got right exactly they got they got shit they gotta do too exactly you're not the the most important person here we got right. a line of people right so going from that i know you you had reality tv dreams i did you <laughs> low-key still do kind of you, you've always wanted to be on a reality tv what kind of show would emilio Cucci be on so i feel like something like the real world or you know i've never watched a, a actual full episode of big brother okay me but, either but, but that, one, that one seems very popular it does it is very popular because like they even have like celebrity big brother um i've never watched a full episode but like i kind of get the gist of it like there's cameras rolling 24 7 they have little challenges in the house i'm not sure what the challenges are if they're physical or mental i don't know what but um i'm out if there's any physical challenges <laughs> mental challenges you might get me but right right physical challenges i'm out <laughs> i mean you know i might do a little something, something. <laughs> but uh you know like I don't know exactly what the premise of the show is. I know like the other housemates vote out people, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like it would be fun. I feel like it would be a disadvantage, but also an advantage that I've never watched an episode of Big Brother. I could just kind of like wing it and see like what happens. <laughs> Do you think you would be a on a like a Survivor type show? Oh, uh, uh-uh. no, mm-hmm. you, you couldn't I, do that. I gotta take a shower. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I gotta, ba- I gotta, I gotta bathe. Or they had the, uh, on MTV, they had uh, the real world road Road rules rules, where they did those kind of challenges. You see, so the real world. Those were a lot of physical challenges. Right. Those, see, I don't know. Like, I would like to do that. But when it comes to like stuff that like involves water, I don't, I'm not scared to swim. I like to swim and I know how to swim. But like. I'm scared of the ocean. I am scared of the ocean. But. too Too much going on in there. Right. And we don't know apparently like only like one percent has been discovered yeah and it's just there's too much left for my imagination to take right right and like the ocean is like massive as fuck and i just mm -mm. i don't i don't i don't play with water that um i just can't see the bottom of number one number two it just the sharks can come up by the sand if they want to so like i don't mm -mm. yeah there was somebody who caught a shark uh i think uh like last week somewhere i just saw oh around here well i mean somewhere like in like galveston or some what shit the like fuck that. yeah I, I didn't know that yikes <laughs> so it happens right but um so so no survivor 
real world road rules kind of kind of like okay i i could see myself being in Is a Fear factor reality show yes and no it's like a, i mean reality is ish i couldn't do that uh i could do everything up until like if i'm strapped in and like i'm like climbing like uh like a skyscraper type thing i probably could do it i would probably shake and you know pass out but i think i could still do it um eating weird shit my friends think i think eat my friends think that i'm always eating like things that are fucking gross and i just i don't know why (laughs) so i think i could do that um but again it's just like the thing that would get me would be like the live bugs oh roaches Um, i can't do roaches snakes i cannot do snakes i feel like i could probably do snakes over roaches Mm. Mm, spiders i'm done i'm quitting Oh, see, I just I can't. Spiders, I'm done with. Let's just rule Fear Factor out because I, yeah. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Um, I would need to be somewhere where it's like we're in a house, kind of like Bad Girls Club. Okay, do you think you could be in in like stuck in that kind of situation? It depends who I'm stuck with. Well, because you don't get to choose. I know you don't, and that's the thing. Because if I'm with like some like if I'm around people who are like kind of crazy, but also still level, like very level. There's always those those at least two that are just off the wall crazy right and it's like mm, i either got to put you in check with my mouth or my fists and you know what i'm saying like that makes for good tv right it does make for good tv i feel like i would make for good i like i, I can talk shit <laughs> so i feel like that would be like my confessionals will be lit so you would make good in reality tv i can see that right um they have so many more that i well, right now, like, Zeus is, like, the big wave right now. Like, everyone's, like, on Zeus, Zeus Network. Oh. Like, so. I was like, what is this? I'm yeah. learning something new here. Right, right. So, every like, everyone's watching, like, um, Jocelyn's Cabaret on Zeus. I've heard of that one. Right. Um, now, instead of Bad Girls Club, um, the main bitch who was, like, got popping off Bad Girls Club, Natalie Nunn, she's now a executive producer. I think she's actually a co-creator or a creator for baddies which is kind of like bad girls club but okay. it's like they even have like some of the girls from bad girls club now on baddies um and it's like it's i mean it's popping everyone everyone watches it and it's always like trending and you know what i'm saying it's just i feel like they're more geared towards like fighting like the drama the, and right the- you know what i'm saying where I, I feel like where it differs like the production definitely differs but i feel like bad girls club was more like they had like funny moments too. It wasn't just like yeah. all fighting. Like it was like they were more about growth. I feel like. What about like a Jersey Shore or something like that? I could do that. That seemed like it was a lot of fun for those right. people. I, had, I wonder how we could do that with Houston or like what it would be. Oh, that would be, that would be something. Right. Get them to work at some, like a, like a coffee shop or something. I could see that. Like uh, and then well because they they worked at the t-shirt shop that was right. like big there. Like a coffee shop or something or around like here? Like a premium goods type, you know, okay. like something. Like yeah. just something. I don't know. I no. feel like I could see that. Hey, somebody needs to do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I need to be on it. There, <laughs> I feel like there would definitely be some some characters on there. Right, right. Especially if you get all walks of life and... and right, right. There's going to be, be some shit. Right. I would, I would fuck with that. So reality TV is not off the table, apparently. No, fuck no. I, even if it's for like two, three months... Fuck it, like. Let's How just, long do they they usually do those shows for? See, I actually just researched um about what fucking show, uh, Big Brother. Okay. So 
the thing with Big Brother is you can't even have your phone. Like you oh. can't have shit. No outside contact with nobody. I think and that was the same with Jersey Shore, though. They couldn't. They had just the, the right. house phone. Oh well, at least you had that though. And even like Bad Girls Club, like you didn't have your phone, but y'all have a phone. Like people can contact you. Um, on Big Brother, like you're in there for a hundred days, and you have no contact with nobody. That's like a little over three months. Yeah. Okay. Trying to, do, trying to do right. math in my head. Right. Right. Unless you get voted out, then it's like okay. Well, you know. Hey guys. <laughs> I would hate to be uh, the the person who's voted out first, because then you just don't get to I know do that whole experience. Like right, you, right. You just get there, and then you're like, oh, y'all really didn't right, fuck with me. Right, exactly. Right, <laughs> right. But I mean, like, there was um, he didn't get voted off, but there's um, a drag queen from uh, RuPaul's Drag Race named uh, Miss Vanjie, and um, when Ru on his season, when Ru um sent him away, um, he he was the first one to go on his season. And um, his exit was just so like funny that it ended up being like one of the most vi- like viral talked about moments from that season. So RuPaul brought him back like the following, I think, All Star season, and like he like killed it. Huh. So sometimes you just getting not the best attention right. work, works out in your favor. Right. Exactly. Like, I but feel I like, mean, you're making an exit. Hey, you gonna get one last piece of me? Right. That part. So. I'm gonna have to insert that clip here, so I, cause I'm curious to what it's like. Right. I'm curious <laughs> he's to like, see now. He's like Miss Vanji, and he's like walking. I think he's walking backwards. I forget, but it's like really, really funny. <laughs> so, going from from the beginning of your time, what is the difference between this Emilio Cucci to who we have here today? What is the what has the growth been like from this? So this was. That was in a San Jacinto College restroom. Um, I had just left the Art Institute of Houston. I went for one quarter. Okay. And what'd you go for? Photography. Oh. And I failed. <laughs> hey, sometimes you you don't always make the curricular course of what you're actually gonna do. Right. Well, I think the thing with that is like I remember like um, I had a camera, and um, the professor was like. We're not gonna shoot um, auto. We're only gonna shoot uh, manual mode. I was like, "Bitch, what the fuck?" And he and he even said he was like, um, "When you take your photos, if you shoot in auto, I'm gonna know. Like, I guess like the data, like he can find yeah. like the data. It'll say." It's like whenever you're in high school and the teachers would tell you, "Don't use your calculator because you're not gonna have a calculator." Right, right. When you get like, I'm you, gonna shoot you, in auto if I. Right. I mean, but the funny part is, like, fast forward to now, I don't shoot in auto i only shoot manual um but um so i was i i was very discouraged in that photo i didn't um i just started san jack and you know i'm saying like i felt like i had just left the east side kind of like for school you know i went i was going to the art institute i failed and i'm like fuck i gotta come to san jack on the east side like i i kind of felt like a loser like i felt like like i felt like i went somewhere to go win and i fucked up and now i'm back at square one type thing you know what i'm saying yeah yeah and um i feel like san jack i feel like they they are like good like community colleges but i feel like they're more geared to people like like who have trades like people like nurses or i think Mm -hmm. they do like welding programs there was not really a big field for like creatives so like when i went there i was like oh i want to try to be like a I think like a registered dietitian or something. And I saw how much school that needed. And I, it was more like <laughs> sciencey. I was like, uh, yeah, that's not going to work. So, um, 
then I realized, well, fuck, I, I could do HCC because like the classes in HCC offered um, more like art geared shit. So I was like, man, fuck this. So I quit San Jack and then I ended up going to HCC. But yeah, that person in that photo is just very um, just unsure and discouraged, just unsure of himself. It's crazy that you, uh, you know, tried all these different lanes of going to school and learning yeah. it like and learning, you know, the traditional way. But now there's so many different ways that especially if you're trying to learn photography. Right. I feel like you don't even need to go Mm-mm. to a you don't some stuff that you do. There is tutorials and and classes that you can buy. But I feel like to just actually attend school i mean you can i have a, a good friend from la who she's in, in film school right now and she she's learning a lot of shit who sometimes when i'm on these big sets mm-hmm. um she'll also be there uh doing like bts and um she'll like like the directors like they'll like they'll have a certain lingo and shit yeah and i'm like that is huh? one thing that you know what i'm saying like like i'm like huh? like it's like a whole different language right and- so i've had to ask her like i feel like she has more like book experience like especially like when i first met her like she like she had more like of experience from school and then she was like getting her feet wet and like starting to really like get popping with um these big sets and like doing bts for like big big artists and um i had a lot of um experience as well but just not like you got like street knowledge in the the right right you know what i'm saying so like that's how i I feel yeah right i would have to ask her like what the fuck is that like like they would talk about like um, just like first, I don't know, like first AD or like a yeah. DP. Like I was like, what the fuck is DP? Like fucking double penetration. Like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, <It's> director of photography. <laughs> like, hey, I had something in my head. I, I was uh, I was thinking of uh, like director of something else. I don't right. know. Right, you know what I'm saying? But it's like things that's where like you know, like if they, if they tell you, oh, go hit up the DP, and you're like, huh? You know he has a name, right? Like, right. Just, like, can you just uh, say who it is and tell me? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, like, that's how they talk. Like, that's how the business, you know, that's really how, like, they speak. So, like, you have to catch on. Yeah. I've never um, been able – I've never been on a, a big production or a big set. So, I'm sure whenever you're first getting into that, it was a whole different – Right. It was a completely different – it was exciting. But at the same time, like, you kind of have to, like, take it in for, you know, real quick, appreciate it, and then be like, oh, all right, bitch, it's work. Like, yes, yeah, Because I'm sure you – I see like you as having, you know, the same kind of um, background in photography as like somewhat of like what I do, um, where you picked up a camera. Right. You kind of learned it yourself and you, right. you've been growing, you know, all hands on learning, learning right. through yourself and, you know, through trial and error of a lot of different right. stuff. Like you didn't have that schooling. Right. So, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, yeah, I'm sure there's a whole different world there. Right. From, you know, being like a run and gun kind of photographer or videographer. Right. How did you actually get into that of like picking up your first camera and, you know, even getting a camera? That's, you know, a thing in itself because cameras aren't cheap. Mm -mm. So um, I got into photography like during like, well, what got me interested was like MySpace. I would see like the, the good old days, you know, um, I would see like the I guess like they weren't called influencers back then. But I would see like the people who were like they MySpace were, famous. Yeah, you know they were saying? influencers like, of their time. But right. they just didn't call them. That, right. Yeah. Right. Um, and I would see like um, the main people I would see would be like Jeffree Star or like, yes, Jeffrey was 
popping on MySpace. Like, I feel like no matter who you followed or who you're friends with, like, you randomly would see a Jeffree Star picture somewhere. Yes. Um, Tila Tequila. Tila. Um, I don't know if you knew Joey Diamond. Yep. Um, yep. Joey Diamond. <laughs> he does porn. Yeah. <laughs> um, he used to sing. I, w- but, I was big um, into the MySpace stuff. So right. MySpace and Tumblr were, oh, were, were yes, big. Yes. And then... Oh man, those Tumblr pictures that people used to right, and t- Tumblr also kind of will. So there was like a gap between MySpace and Tumblr. I guess it was Facebook, um, and then where I feel like Facebook didn't really allow like any creativity or like anything like that. It was kind of just you post and you go. Yeah. Whereas MySpace, like you really could like you could edit your page and you could do all kinds of shit. Have your music. Right. Like you had. There was so much expression you had your about me section. Exactly. You had your, your top ten. So I think that's honestly MySpace got me. Pop, uh, like really pop in and started with uh graphic design first because i used to charge classmates and like junior high and high school to like edit their myspace pages because mm. i'm like my shit was on some different shit so like i would charge them like 20 bucks like all right send it here give me your password your email and i'll i'll like fix it up for you um and then tumblr i feel like yeah tumblr did get me more into um photography and then i just kind of knew like just also i was really into like fashion magazines and shit and i really just wanted to like get i wanted to like take my my own nice pictures and then i was like well fuck it i have a camera i can make money taking photos of everyone else yeah so my mom um bought me my first camera it was like a bundle uh a really cheap like starter kit from best buy yeah and um then i would take photos of like my classmates for like their senior pictures and then i I started like the next year at the art institute Okay, okay. Uh man, those MySpace days and just seeing the 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 type of pictures that people were were doing like especially um like the sneaker photos and oh, stuff no. where they would just show like the feet and then are they like, would, like the couples? Yes. Oh. <laughs> See, I've always I don't know if you're like me to where I look at a picture and some people are like, "Oh, I want I want to be that person in the picture." Right, right, right. I'm always a person like I want to be the person taking that picture. Right. Or like if I'm listening to a song, some people are like, oh, I wish I could be the singer. I'm always like, who produced this? How did it mm. How did it get made? Okay. How did this video get made or something? I'm always looking at it from a different kind of way. Right. I don't I know. I feel like I'm like in the middle. Okay. I, I'm both. Because now you, you're... I'm both. Yes. <laughs> right. So, you know, I've always kind of like been... Um, what's that shit called? Where you could like see... Uh, colors of like sounds i think it's called synesthesia i forget how to pronounce it I sounds think. like uh drugs right right but like basically like you hear music and you see colors or like you see colors with i've heard that that's what uh kanye yeah yeah kanye has that yeah and i didn't even know what the fuck it was i was having a conversation with my sister like when i was probably like in junior high or maybe even high school and i was like talking to her about it and she was like that's like a thing but back then it wasn't just um it wasn't I wasn't referring to sounds. It was more so like I feel like like days of the week or like numbers have colors. And she was like, What you mean? And I was like, Well, like one, I feel like it's like yellow. I feel like three is like an orange or you know, like whatever. And she was like, That's like Mondays a- are gray. Gray? Gray. Oh. No, nobody likes Mondays. I mean I feel like that's more of like a literal sense. Oh. For me. Yeah. I don't know. I but I, at the same time, I don't know why I feel like Monday is fucking yellow or whatever the fuck I said. Like, I don't know. It's like it's weird. Like Yeah. But like more so now as an adult, like when I hear beats, like I, I could hear like just like a, a empty beat, like just no no words, nothing. And instantly, because like all of my um, my cover arts I've designed 
and uh, well except my my project one but like the single ones i i've designed and it's like when i hear the beat and like the song is finished and like i've like talk my shit over or whatever like i i play it over and over and i'm like all right i feel like this is giving me like pinks and like yellows and shit or like for my toxic freestyle one for some reason it just gave me green energy so the cover art is green and yeah i feel that and uh it also helps whenever yeah if if you have that or you know you see things in that perspective it helps whenever you're doing like um a music video or something because right everybody might feel it but not be able to interpret it like you do right so if you do you know a happy song or something with like dark colors it doesn't really right 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 so you're able to 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 see things in a different lens and kind of a different perspective that's cool for sure that's cool and uh social media going from like a photographer and stuff right how is that you know having how is having that as a tool now because Back in the day, you would see all these pictures, but you wouldn't really associate them with a certain person. There would people would rip off pictures like crazy, right, right, and then repost them, and then you know you would never really see who that who took that, right. So now you have a big community of of people who are really invested in uh, like the photographer, and you know, right, right. So how is that having like social media now to be able to promote your stuff? It's lit. You know what I'm saying? I feel like social media, like, I don't give a fuck what you do. Like, if you, like, if you have your own business, um, I feel like you need social media. You cannot have a business and not have social media. Because, like, someone like me, whether you're a photographer, if you own a juice bar, if, like, whatever you do, sometimes I'm not going to Google. I'll go to Instagram I go, first. I go to their Instagram pages. Or, yeah, and I'm like, okay, what's the vibes? Like, what's it giving? So I feel like social media has just helped tremendously like just helps everyone i've i've talked to uh, like small business owners that's something i like doing uh yeah. i'll go to them and try to uh help them with their social media stuff right and you would be surprised how many people don't think it's important right that's crazy to me yeah especially now like literally where everything is social media exactly even even if you're going to google you need somebody to help promote that google and you know right 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 build up your google page and stuff it's it's right. a whole thing see and the google part like because i was doing like a um i had like a photo booth business and i still have it but i just i'm i'd be so busy i don't really have time to always like fuck with it but um that was the part that kind of confused me was the um the google page part i guess yeah um so and i'm someone who i grew up in the era of technology and this and that yeah so i can only imagine someone who's older and less tech savvy trying to get into it right trying to figure it out like for me like if i kind of like put it to the side because i couldn't figure it out off the first couple minutes i could only imagine someone who just don't know shit about that like really just giving up on it yeah and especially like the uh a lot of these like uh taco trucks and a lot of these trucks man they have some of the best food right but they're ran by older people they're ran by older um hispanic people older black people you know and a lot of them don't have like that social media right right like you said you go to instagram to to see these places i want to see all the food y'all got the angles the juice dripping i want to see the texture like i really want to look into it with tiktok yes tiktok is crazy for up-and-coming businesses right and and just to show anything and you 
are pretty um active I'm, on tiktok i'm pretty active i could be more active not gonna lie um so i started like doing like stupid tiktoks and then i would never post them on tiktok i would just save them and upload them to instagram mm. um not sure why well i mean okay i had like a bumpy start with tiktok actually because tiktok for i mean i feel like everyone knows this but like it started as a kids app yeah so with uh what was it musically yes yeah one of those yeah i think it was that one um so when i first made my account there was an issue with my name coochie being on, on my username. yeah so i forget what exactly it was if they didn't allow it or if they allowed it but like shadow banned me mm. um i think it was me getting shadow banned and i was like man fuck like i'm over here trying to like make funny shit upload it it's not going nowhere doing nothing like you couldn't like search my name up like nothing was coming up so i was like man fuck so i i respelled coochie from how you spell coochie c-o-o-c-h-i-e to k-e-w-c-h-i-e and i started to get a little bit of traction here and there i was like okay yeah. um and then recently i was on tiktok and i saw um someone had coochie in their name and i'm like bitch what the fuck and i saw like they had comments and likes and i'm like oh i guess tiktok has kind of like grown up a little bit right okay yeah you know welcome to the club tiktok <laughs> so um yeah i changed my name and um it's like slowly like randomly I'll, I'll post videos and like they'll do like good on tiktok um but tiktok for me is still like i love the fuck out of tiktok um but uh, like so I, many hours just scrolling. right like sometimes like you see like that one video that pops up hey stop you've been scrolling for too long or whatever and I'm like I just, okay I get out of here right i still keep scrolling but <laughs> um yeah no I, I fucking i fuck with tiktok how how was it whenever you're first starting um like photography and stuff when did you actually see that you kind of have that eye for for photography because like you said you at first you were starting in auto mm -hmm. and then you started moving you know into manual and learning the camera and everything how did you uh, or when did you kind of see that you had that eye for photography because i mean it's not an easy thing to right to to see angles and and to see different you know things right um honestly random classes like so i took i took a class in high school it was for photo journalism and i okay. feel like um that helped me like kind of like get the fundamentals like the rule of thirds and like little angles and this and that and then um it's like the basics that carry over to a lot right of right stuff. that you don't even realize like as you're like now like i'm doing stuff and i'm like oh shit like, like this is probably some shit that i really learned when i was like 17 and like just yeah didn't, you know what i'm saying um but um i don't know like i just feel like also watching like i watched a lot of america's next top model okay <laughs> so like it's also like for me like photography like is less about like technical shit and more about the vibe like yeah i just want whoever i'm taking photos of whether it's like a like little bougie family from the woodlands or whether it's a bad a bad bitch who works at a strip club like i don't care who it is like i want music playing music of your choice like whatever makes you feel comfortable yeah and makes you like able to just really shine through these like pictures that's uh that's important yeah a vibe can definitely throw everything off right because i like they're like i've had times where i'm like taking like family portraits of people like at a park and it just feels so awkward it does yeah. and because like first of all like i don't know you and i i gotta tell you what to do sometimes if i'm taking photos of like the whole family there's like maybe like a teenager who 
doesn't want to be there. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, can you maybe pretend? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, can you smile a little bit? And then like I get like a really awkward smile. So I'm like, okay, like this is not gonna work. So then like I'll I'll play music. It lightens the mood. It's like not just fucking quiet as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Silence will will ruin some stuff. Right. Right. Normally, what I like to do is like just make them kind of like poke fun at each other or like pretend to laugh so much that you actually feel stupid. So then you actually start to laugh. You know what I'm saying? And like then it like lightens the mood and then I get like good shots off that. Yeah. Whenever you're whenever people are laughing, sometimes you get some of the best shots. I mean, whenever you think about it, you're like, that would that's dumb. Right. But whenever you're laughing, you give that like kind of natural right. smile. It's like organic. And- um, but like, if it's like a bad bitch, like if it's like, not like a family, I'm really like, I want to hear some real like ratchet, some real hood shit or really like whatever, like they want to play. But also like, I'm very quick to like hype somebody up. Like yeah, I'm then, very like behind the camera, like, yes, bitch. Like, like, I'm just very like, you know, if it's like, if the angle's not right, I'm like, all right, like let's turn a little bit this way, you know, more ass, poke the ass out a little bit more, like very that. Having people feel comfortable during a photo shoot like that, especially whenever you're doing like a model or something, and and hyping them up, that goes. Right. That man, that helps. Right, absolutely. Because if and you, also mirrors help too, like having them having them be able to see themselves, like that helps a lot. Because if you're if they feel good, the pictures are gonna come out good, and right. you, you're able to do a whole lot. Right, right, for sure. So, going from you know your growth and stuff, how did you actually get into working with uh with Megan The Stallion? So fun fact, um, I was a fan first. Okay, I saw her uh, her cipher go viral on Twitter. Like I think end of 2016 or early 2017. Okay, and I kind of just like stayed a fan, and I was like, I was like just watching. I was like keeping up with her, like how like a fan would. And um, when I saw that, like when I saw her cipher, I was like, man, what the fuck? I'm like, she's from Houston. Like I was like, I'm instantly attracted to first like just r- good rappers in general yeah and um she was from the south i could hear it in her voice but like before i knew where she was from exactly i knew she was from the south and i'm like okay wait a minute and then i think at the bottom or maybe like in a comment i saw somewhere it said houston i was like oh bitch hold the fuck up like i now i fuck with you like yeah we, yeah yeah like you like you're my bitch so i went like a full year like just like legit, like just supporting, like you know, from a fan, like point of view, and then um, I hit her up on Snapchat. Okay. And um, unconventional. Right. <laughs> and I was like, Hey, un- it's not a, it's not a Twitter, it's not an Instagram. You're right. not sliding. That's unconventional. Okay. Right. So um, I hit her might up- not always work. So don't take that. Right. <laughs> so I hit her up on Snap, and I was like, Yo, like you know, I do photo and video, and um, I would love to like get some bts of you like i'm a, i'm just a, i'm a huge fan whatever and um she was like hey hit up my manager who um at the time was um her late mother uh holly who um i hit her up and uh, miss holly wrote back to me and she was like hey come out this uh this saturday and um let's like give it a shot and so i was super excited and um but i was working at the courthouse and I was like, mm. I was a lead clerk, so I had to be there every Saturday. So I called in sick to work, and um, I showed up to the studio, and she recorded a session, and um, that ended up being the first episode of her vlog series, Hottie World. And yeah, it's just been magic ever since. Like the first year of me working with her, like I was working full time at at the city of Houston courthouse downtown, 
And when she needed me, I would like either call in sick or if I knew like a good amount ahead of time, I would You'd schedule uh, it. Yeah. And since, you know, you've gotten the ball rolling with all that, who have you worked with, you know, outside of Megan? And, you know, who are some of these other people you've you've done work with? Um, it's mainly been artists that she's either she's cool with and like she like brings around or that um, she has like a feature with. So I'll get photos of them separately um like on set for a video or like you know them together like bts shit like that okay but i'm very much i'm I'm very loyal to my bitch <laughs> i like that i right. mean and obviously she's grown and and blew so up so much growth and like she's like just she's blown up to be the superstar that right. she is now she's l- like legit a fucking megastar oh I, yeah i love that for her Which, like there was moments where we were in the galleria trying to do vlogs and like they would be like um, you guys have to like put that camera away and you know whatever. And I'm like, I'm sure like nowadays, bitch, like we would be in a whole like it'd be like a massive fucking crowd. Like, oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like it would be like a fucking hazard. Like, <laughs> and what's crazy is that she didn't just um blow up to be you know, like a like a mid level or like right like a rapper. You know, some of those rappers that a lot of people know, but they can kind of go out and or like they stay kind of like here. No, she my bitch. She surpassed that to right. where she is basically a household name. No. Yeah. Like, for sure. Like, she definitely is up there. Like, she's, like, top bitch. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like which is amazing that right. she came from fucking Houston and she's right. she's from the city. And she's always shown love to the city, no, which absolutely. is which is crazy. You know, it, some people, they, they, they grow up and blow up and, you know, right. they, they tend to forget about where they came right, from. But right. Absolutely. she is very, you know... She's Houston. Right. For sure. For sure. So do you like doing um, that style, like BTS stuff? Or, or what what lane do you like doing the most of, of videography or photography, whatever it may be? Um, I do. I do enjoy BTS because I think the reason why I enjoy it so much is because, like, like I said earlier. Hold on. I'm getting all kinds of notifications. Let me do not disturb. Um, but... Um, Growing up, I watched a lot of MTV, and one of the shows I watched a lot of was um, not Making the Band, although I did watch that, um, Making the Video. Um, and Making the Video is like just one giant BTS vlog. Like, <laughs> it was just like, just Sounds better. like Houston's popping off back right, there. Right, you know. Um, I definitely hear something going on outside. Um, but, yeah, it was definitely um, a big inspo for me watching Making the Video, because it was like you could just see the behind the scenes of the whole set of a music video, like from down to the, the glam session in the trailer to them building the set. And I'm like, man, I want to do this shit when I'm older. Like I really, really enjoyed like that process and seeing that process from a fan perspective. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Um, seeing stuff like that to where people had these million dollar budgets, $500,000 budgets to do these crazy music videos. And now you're getting, the same kind of crazy video, but it's so much more compact and you're able right. to have a camera in your hand and you're not having to have a giant camera and these rigs right, and stuff. So right, the, right. the evolution of, of videography is crazy. Right. It is crazy. It's to, insane. I mean, you used to look at people that would do like Missy's video and stuff and psh, those are million right. dollar videos. Right. Big ass sets and big ass production teams and it's like now like you need maybe like three people sometimes if 
I'm with just one and depending where you're at on the, in, in the camera you got you could just really just get it with one person i've made some magic out of um one person and right being in a garage or something right and it's just it's so crazy how how far it's gone because i mean now if somebody was to give somebody a million dollar budget for a video they can do right. almost anything right for sure for sure so what kind of advice would you give to somebody who's barely starting out with photography photography videography whatever it may be what advice would you would you give to them i think definitely study the people who you're inspired by Mm. um that really um that really really helped me out um i was really into um vloggers like on youtube and i would kind of like try to like copy their their style of video editing but also like um i would see like artists who they would have like their camera people like their cameraman or their like videographer and i would try to like take what i liked and just kind of make my own visual so like i feel like that would be like my best advice to anyone like just starting out study who who you like you know yeah yeah okay i could see that yeah and uh us i mean being somewhere about the same age we grew up whenever youtube was kind of right getting the ball rolling right. so we saw all these different right vloggers like we saw like videos that like viral videos before we even had a term for a viral video like oh yeah just a popular ass video that went crazy and you would have to find it on some random website or something right i think the first viral video i ever saw was by chris crocker which one um I, she well now chris is uh trans i don't know chris's new name but um she had the leave britney alone video i remember that one yeah but um i used to watch all of uh her videos okay yeah but yeah so we've seen the evolution of of the way people have done youtube and self-shot their all their stuff and been able to you know it goes from people just holding the camera everywhere they're going to you right. know people like uh, Casey Neistat or something where they're setting up their shots and getting these right. very cinematic right, right, vlogs right. going and well, it, we went to uh, the gym the other day we went to 24 hour fitness and there was like a woman like working out like at a machine and she had like a whole tripod with her and like i've i've seen that on tiktok but i had not seen it in real life yet in the wild yeah i was like oh shit okay <laughs> that yeah i mean hey everybody's Everybody is an influencer or doing their what they want to do, and right. I'm for it. I right. lo- yeah, I'm not mad at yeah, it. Yeah, I love you know whenever I see somebody filming something. I'm the type of person if I see you filming, I'm coming to talk to you. Right. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. coming to see what you're doing, what you you're filming. Right. I like to. I'm gonna ask you for right. your Instagram. I'm gonna follow right, you wherever right, I wherever right, I can. Right. I should have asked her. If I see her again, I'm gonna ask. Yeah, I'm. I'm always trying to tap in with anybody doing anything kind of creative i'm right right right. i love that that whole thing right so getting into the music okay you have a look okay you have a look i mean obviously you have the the head tattoos yeah (laughs) when did you start getting tattoos and stuff what was your first one my first tattoo i don't know if you can even see it it's it was right here it said i promise Okay. I don't know what the fuck I was promising. Or yeah, well, what, I promise. No idea. I, I was 18. I like, it was just something I wanted to do. Um, and it's funny too because I actually designed that on Photoshop at 18. Okay. And I was so mad. I went to a tattoo shop on off I 10. 
not gonna say which one i'm not gonna bash them but i think i know what you're talking about um <laughs> the artist uh it's just what i wanted to give looked more like a like like a font from like a fashion magazine mm-hmm. and what he did looked more like like a jailhouse tattoo and i just wasn't feeling it it just no it was, i definitely know which shop you're talking about <laughs> and i was just like uh like this ain't me but i was like man fuck it whatever like i got it was you know it was, it was my first tattoo so i'm yeah. like i didn't know anything about cover-ups or like you know what i'm saying so like fuck it um i got it covered up maybe like four years ago okay um but yeah i don't know i fucking love tattoos to be honest like um especially like the ones on my head i was so scared to get all of them um but like my fucking my hair was like thinning i was like because coochie in this picture has hair i had i I, yeah i had had hair hair. there i used to have long blonde hair actually i yeah yeah so um my hair was like thinning and i was like i could go to like overseas and get like a hair transplant but i was like or I could be like a fucking badass and just shave my head. So you were one of those people that try to hold on to it. I know some people who are. Just, oh no, I tried to hold on to it. They're holding on to that hair. But it wasn't like to the point. You know, like how like old men like they swoop their hair. It's like fucking two strand. Like bitch, shave that shit off. Like, like, like Homer Simpson. Right. Like just shave it. Like just come on. Like, but it was never Embrace like the bald. Right. It was never like that. I was getting like clean ass like fades and shit still like it still looked like when it was cut it looked good but when it was growing out it was like all right now like we might have to do something about that but um i was like man fuck it i was like on the road more a lot and i didn't have time to just go get a haircut whenever i wanted all the time so it was it was looking crazy so i was like i need to just invest in clippers cut it off and go get tatted and that's what i did which one was the first one on the head one of the ones on the side i think this is a skull right here or what yeah that's so a skull. it was this one then okay there's a dragon yes okay that, that was the first one which is your favorite tattoo the dragon the dragon mm-hmm. okay and then the head was was kind of did you have like an image or in mind that you wanted to go for you or? know randomly i saw like dudes on instagram who were bald and they had head tats and i was like this shit looks fucking sick like, it does i'm waiting for my hair to fall out so i can have right. a reason to do it please do like you you'll feel like a complete fucking badass like i want beard and head tats it's kind of i want to well i can't grow a beard but i would like a beard but i like i kind of use my head tats sometimes as a like defense mechanism like sometimes like i feel like um if people aren't taking me serious like if I have a hat on or something or like I feel like if people are like trying to play me or if I feel like a weird vibe from someone and like like if I have a hat on or like a hoodie I'll like casually just like you know like take it off or like scratch and then like I feel like it kind of intimidates them in a way it does well <laughs> society has has made it to where head tats and like face tats or are intimidating right they look they look tough right and then tough people have fucking it, it takes pain to go through. Right. no absolutely so but in the same in the same aspect especially this one right here that oh one my god that shit hurts so bad but in the same aspect like if i'm like walking if i'm like in an elevator like with a woman or something i feel like i try to like 
cover up more so I don't look like scary or something. Yeah. Or I try to like just really, really be fucking super gay. Like I, I try to up up the gayness. They're like, he's fine. Right. Because, you know, men can be creeps, like no oh, shade. Yeah. But, I, you know, what I'm saying like I want to like make sure like all like the ladies feel protected. Like when I'm like, like I around. said, being feeling safe, either either if it's in an elevator or. Right. You like, just, you know, what I'm saying yeah. like. I'd be like, oh, hey, girl, you know, whatever. And then, you know. But I mean, even the 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 forehead, you have your eye done. Mm-hmm. What was that like? Like, that's a that's a step. So the head, you can cover up. Right. The face. So I don't I must have been going through something. To be honest, I was going through a, a really not bad breakup, but I was going through a breakup when I got most of these tattoos. So it was like just really therapeutic to just like get all of it done. Um, the face tat, I don't know what the fuck I was going through. I just know. What I does want. it say? Amor eterno. Okay. Um, but I, I just really, I don't know. I just, I, I'm an artist at the, at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? So like, I want to express my creativity in, yeah. in every way possible. Cause you have very visible, you have the head, the face, you yeah. have the hands. Are I'm you, an expressive person. I want to be covered up like probably like 80%. Which one hurt the worst? Back of the head back of the head what does it's medusa Ooh, okay yeah, that shit hurt i almost tapped out and probably second was uh right here my neck i've heard that this is a very that shit hurt like right on the adam's apple mm-hmm. area i've heard that's really bad it hurts so bad i don't have very many i'm working on it but <laughs> i want to is that the pac-man goes this yeah that's what everybody thinks oh. see bad artist <laughs> what it's, is it it's a hannibal lecter's mask Oh shit! My next guest was like a Dreamcast controller. That's what everybody thinks. <laughs> they think it's like a cat or a controller. Okay, but no, it's Hannibal Lecter's mask because I have Jason on this side. Oh, my boyfriend is a horror fanatic. That's why he's wearing that shirt. Over there. Yes, I I forgot to tell you earlier. I like that shirt. <laughs> so, but tattoos in general, I mean, they're not easy to get and they they're painful. So. Uh, where where do you plan on going next like with tattoos yeah i have like a whole like the way that you have all them notes right there i have a note just like that but it's all tats okay i just any more face uh maybe maybe like a little one right here no or? i forget see i forget where the fuck they're at. i have something either here i think is it here or is it on this side you have a rose on that side okay so i want to get something on like right here um, okay. I don't know what yet. It could be words. I don't know. But I just want like something like to like kind of like help define this and mm. just make it feel more full. I feel like this is here. It feels empty over here to me. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to be covered. Okay. Well, this whole conversation started by getting into the music because you have like a look of of like an artist. Okay. You have like the artist look. You look at some. Well, you look at somebody with tattoos on their head and their face, and you gotta wonder what do they do? Right. And then usually there's some kind of artist, some kind of tattoo artist or something. Right. So, yeah, you have that artist yeah. look. I've actually been told that at, at the gym before. I'll be like be working out and people are like, what do you do? Yeah. And I'm like, why? I'm like, oh, well, you look like someone. Yeah. I'm like, oh, thank you. I mean, people, <laughs> there's a look. There's, right, right, right. So how did you actually get into the music and stuff? And didn't the tattoos actually come after the music or before kind of around they kind of came together to be honest and it wasn't like oh i want to do music so i need tats it wasn't never like i had tats before i I was doing music um just not head tats um but i so the way that music for me came about was um when i was working there was a point in time where i was working 
at the courthouse downtown. And uh, for a year, I lived in Conroe. So that was probably like a 45, 50-minute commute. So I would get off work at 1030 at night. And I had a good damn near hour to drive down 45 North to myself and just fucking freestyle on snapchat (laughs) and that's what i used to do like i would like like i would play i guess like late at night i don't know if they still do i really don't play the radio anymore but back then at nighttime they would um play like old school houston shit on the radio and so i would like just crank the radio up open up my snapchat camera and i would just start freestyling and it would be funny shit like kind of stupid shit but like if, if you really listen, it's shit that's like, okay, hold up, wait a minute. Like, it will be, like, kind of hard. You're saying something, okay. Right, right. And then I have people, like, that would tell me, like, bitch, like, go hop in the studio. Like, you need to, like, put that to work. And I was like, eh, okay, whatever. So, like, I ended up fucking around at a friend's studio. Um, Well, homemade, like, fake-ass bedroom studio. Hey, everybody's, and, everybody's right, got, yeah. Right, But I, I don't even think... I can't, okay, let me let me rewind. It wasn't even a studio. It was just a fucking mic and a MacBook. <laughs> but she uh she played, I think it was we played the instrumental to Man. Okay. And I freestyled over it and I doubt you even found this if cuz I have it private everywhere cuz no, I didn't, right. I didn't I didn't find that. <laughs> maybe I'll send it, maybe I won't. But um yeah, that was like 20 I think that was 2018. And um, I kind of I was chilling for a minute. I didn't like drop anything. I would still like do like little stupid shit here and there, like shit that was kind of like it didn't go anywhere. Like it was maybe like on a SoundCloud, or I would mm-hmm. come back on Instagram stories and you know start freestyling or something. But it was like nothing like too too serious. And then um, right at the beginning of um, my breakup, I think I just was like looking for, looking for like an outlet to like express myself and um and just express like what i was going through like with that and so i started to really take music like a lot more serious and then like when i had the idea for my project tugging it was because i was going through a lot like at once i was getting really really busy with work like traveling and stuff while dealing with the breakup while trying to like find i guess like new love and find myself um and then also maintain my friendships and family relationships yeah. while being on the road. And so it's all these things at once. I felt like I was being tugged like in every direction, like hence the name tugging. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's kind of like how I just started doing lot, music. Whenever um, people are starting to make music and stuff, they I don't think people realize like the amount of pressure that that, right. you know, has on somebody, especially right. whenever you're trying to withhold you know, family relationships and friends and jobs right. and you're, you're like you're getting pulled in all these different directions and you're you're trying to do something that you, you know, you want to set your mind to. Right. So I, I don't think a lot of people actually realize like how stressful that is. Yeah, it's super fucking stressful. It is. And then how would you like describe your music or how how um, how would Emilio Cucci describe his music? I feel like my music is fun. I like I like fun music. I don't give a fuck if I'm like on some more singy shit, more like rap shit. Like it's fun. You're probably gonna chuckle, like or giggle, like listening to what I'm saying. I like to talk shit, like I said earlier. Um, but it's also like 
my I, like i know like i'm like a, i'm a very humble person but like i can fucking spit like i'm gonna just say it like i i i'm a good writer like i okay. can write and i'm my shit is bar heavy but you gotta really like listen you know what i'm saying like you gotta like pay attention like you gotta be a smart individual and um i like to just make music that makes people feel good as cliche as that sounds yeah and i mean getting into rap as a gay person it's not the easiest lane to get into right. because uh -huh. Rap, I mean, historically has been pretty homophobic, at homophobic, times. Right. you know, misogynistic. Right, and a lot right, of people, right. you know, they're not open to that. Right. How is that kind of trying to get into to the rap lane, into the, the rap scene and stuff? Right. So, I mean, I, ha I really, you know, I guess luckily I haven't really experienced anything um, too crazy. Um, online, a little bit here and there, I might have like a, a bad comment, but like I'm, I don't give a fuck about that. Um, but I had a show at Avant, um, maybe like a month or two ago. And, um, although Avant is in Montrose, technically, like it wasn't like, it's not advertised as a gay club. It's like, yeah. you know, so, um, as I wouldn't consider it, I mean, it's open to everyone, but it's not really, yeah. you know, a gay spot. But, um, it was like a lot of like underground and an upcoming artists, like rappers. And like, it was like a house party kind of vibe in there. And, you know, when I when I got done performing, like people really was like receptive to like what the fuck I had to say. And I had a lot of people that night, like straight dudes come up to me and was like, yo, like you hard. Like, do you have management? Like I was getting asked all kinds of shit that I like, I think I, that has a lot to do with the openness of Houston. Right. Right. Which which I think is awesome. But yeah, that's it's yeah, I was I was kind of shook like a little bit because like normally like prior to that i had only ever performed at like gay spots okay so that like that was my first like non-gay spot to really like talk my shit at and it went really fucking well i'm i'm sure that's a confidence booster and oh then, it definitely was and helped you right perform south by southwest you know yeah how was that what was that like that whole experience going out there and, um and it was crazy it it felt you know what i'm saying like it was reminiscent of like my early days working with Meg, um, mm. like when it would be just like me, her, her mom, and like her her management. Um, it was like really reminiscent of that because I was like, damn, like it was like just me and my, and my boyfriend just like in the car, like we just drove up to Austin, and um, I got like it was crazy because I got the hotel for free, like just. They, all I had to do was post about it. So I was like, okay, I got some clout to my name. <laughs> like, okay. Shout out to Lofts. Or, right, the, uh, blah, blah, blah. To, to the Aloft, uh, Southwest yep. in Austin. Shout out to y'all. Um, it was just a really cool experience overall. Like, it really, it felt really confirming. Because even, like, even that, like, the set that I was on, like, like, the lineup, like, I closed that out. So I was like, okay, like, this might be going somewhere, like, for real, for real. Okay. I was kind of like shook. And getting on stage, um, especially performing and, and getting on stage of being, you know, a rapper is not the easiest thing. Uh -uh. In front of being in front of a crowd is, is, is hard. How did you right. kind of get, you know, that, I guess, confidence or get that, you know, to actually be in front of a crowd and, and cause so a lot of artists, um, I'll, I'll say they might have good music. Right. 
but not a lot of them are great performers. Right, or have like stage presence. Stage presence like is that. a big right. thing. How did you get that stage presence and stuff? Um, honestly, I feel like doing like YouTube videos back in the day really helped me be able to like get comfortable talking to like strangers or like put myself out there, even if it wasn't like in person. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, like, like I said, like, I'm just a really open person. I like to talk shit. I like to make people feel good, whether that's through a screen or just face to face. So bitch, give me a mic and let's, let me just talk my shit and hype people up. Okay. And, uh, as far as the music and stuff, what, what, what are some dream collabs that, that, that you're hoping for (laughs) one of these days, like dream collabs? I don't even, you know, I've thought about this and then I've like, I'll like turn my brain off whenever I think about that because I'm like, it feels like so, like so far fetched that I'm like, man, like that shit would never even, you never know. I know you never know. I know you you have to speak things into existence and, you know, really like, you know, do all that manifestation and stuff. But I mean, I would love to work with like, like it sounds even like crazy to even say these names but like top three like without a doubt and not even like a feature but like just work with in some capacity okay okay. whether it's photography or music wise or just something um but like top three would be um beyonce rihanna nikki okay that's like top fucking three um gaga uh doja cat that'd be fire that will be really really fire um and then i don't know like someone from houston my favorite houston rapper is zero okay so i would love to do something with zero i think that'd be really shout really out fire. to ro i, you I know. i've uh, met him on a couple occasions and he's uh he's been a nice guy really yeah i love that yeah I, he's been a nice guy i filmed for him um at a scout bar I filmed uh, oh, for sure, him okay. at Scout Bar, so I mean he seems cool as fuck. Yeah, he was a nice guy. Yeah, I mean, he, and he and I just had this conversation with my boyfriend yesterday. I forget what, baby, what song were you playing in the car? Um, the song "Fuck You, the Bitch" on one of his like projects. Okay, so the song was called "Use a Bitch." I had never heard it, and um, I was kind of just like zoned out and like like listening to it, his voice and. I'm like, man, like he has like, I feel like he's so slept on. I feel like he's not as big as he should be. Yeah. I, I feel like we appreciate him in Houston, but I feel like outside of Houston, I feel like he's still not as big as he really should fucking be. Like he's so smart and intelligent with the way that he raps and he be singing. I'm like, all right. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like you do it all. Hey, yeah, definitely. Hey, that would be dope. Emilio Cuche and Zero. You know. <laughs> hey. Shout out to Chef Machete, my homie, um, for, for introducing me in, in row love that so um the album tugging how did you come out with the uh the the album cover and you know because it it takes a good i i'm a believer and not a lot of people believe it but a good album cover is very important right because now some people don't even be putting an effort into to the the artwork or nothing i used to love the pamphlets and stuff that came into cds right so i think it all comes hand in hand right no i'm so fucking particular like i've worked with artists and um and even just not even people who i've worked with but just like i'll see i always got my my ear and my eyes to the streets i'm always even when 
someone who I might not know. I'm I probably heard of you or checked you out once or twice. Like and one thing, like if if it's something that I do, where it's like photography or graphic design, I'm very, very critical about it. So I'm like, man, what the fuck? Like a lot of this shit is whack. Like, and just not even to be a fucking dick about it, but like this is corny it's ugly like it's not aesthetically pleasing like creative right like why would you put this shit out like it's not this is a no and um when it came to tugging um i got with this photographer who um he's he's in la um his name is marcelo he's like a really popular uh photographer in in the industry so shout out to marcelo because he's he's actually also from uh texas okay so we love that um but he's fucking amazing like he can make nothing like just something out of like legit nothing he's super good with like 3d um type shit and like creating like a whole world out of like legit nothing um but the concept kind of came about because like like i said um i was being tugged at in every direction so i wanted to like convey that with the image um the dress i honestly don't even know why the fuck i had on a fucking that's what i dress. was wondering i was wondering <laughs> and it was a. Uh, it, it like has no pr- significance it was like a prom dress or something right yeah i don't know what the fuck um i thought there was some kind of story behind nah, that. nah it wasn't shit behind it and like i just i don't know i was in la and i was walking uh downtown and they have like all these like shops and stuff where you could buy like different things and um i saw like this store that had like it was like a quinceanera dress type store and i was like let me look in here and i saw that one and i was like man fuck it like i'm gonna just throw this shit on and whatever and even my tia like like one of my tias she was like oh what does the dress mean or like (laughs) i'm like i don't know like there's nothing (laughs) it don't mean shit like i don't fucking know but yeah (laughs) well hey i thought there was a story behind it there's (laughs) i should have said something but no (laughs) Yeah, so the 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 prom dress didn't have any kind of <laughs> significance. I I mean, uh, it looks good, right? It, it looks good, and it it definitely it catches your eye. You know, no, what I'm saying? that's exactly. Whenever I was going through the Houston top ten albums of the year, right? That's what caught my eye. Right. Oh, that's how you found me. Yep. Oh, period. That is exactly <laughs> how I, I found you. Okay, I love that. So. How did that, I mean, how is that? Like, how does that feel to be named on that list? Fucking crazy. Like I said, like, every time, like, some shit, like, pops off for me, like, in the music world, and, um, like, and it's, like, good, like, they're, like, praising me, I'm, like... It still doesn't feel real. Right, because I'm just, like, I'm doing this, and, like, I've only barely started to, like, take it serious, like, maybe this past year. Yeah um i mean i put the music out last year but i was working so much i didn't really have time to like promote and or now like, you're you're doing more videos right right these past right. few months you've yeah. been doing more videos yeah. and stuff so so and we just shot another one for this song that i'm featured on um with isaac niaz and um nate drop uh called don't trust me i think that's supposed to come out soon um be on the lookout right i have an, another video coming out soon that my friend from la shot she came out here and shot it's called um unannounced that okay. one's coming out soon um but yeah i definitely um i was like man fuck it like because i was like kind of like on the road and shit and i'll be like man i feel like my music's like not really like taking off or i would have people i think what got me to take it more serious was i had people they would write me and be like are you still doing music and i did not like how that i didn't mm -mm. it made me feel something i can't even describe i was like 
bitch like yes i just i haven't put anything out but the thing is too i feel like it was kind of like a little bit of self-sabotage because i put out tugging and then i would find beats that i liked and i wanted to like make new shit and i was like but i want to wait until i got all the songs ready to release on a brand new project and i was like man fuck that like i'm just gonna start dropping shit like as i go yeah and when i got time to really solidify a bunch of shit that i like then i'll just drop it on a project but i can't just be silent because then you get forgotten about yeah and um as far as being somebody who doesn't make music um looking in from the outside uh i think we're in a in a singles era right i mean a lot of people are putting out projects but people are only listening to the singles that they they like on the projects so i think i've always told everybody that i think singles are the way to go yeah because you're able to drop a single let it be fire promote that single and just run those numbers up right and then just keep doing it instead of putting out a project that maybe people will listen to one or two songs off of it right right you know people are very um selective with what they listen to right for sure so i I think singles is the way to go and i think especially with with somebody who's starting out doing music and somebody who's uh still you know trying to get their their name out there and stuff right. and i think that's a uh, that's the way to go it's right but i feel like too if you do have a project like and you're barely coming out like i wouldn't make that shit more than eight songs yeah <laughs> like definitely yeah. definitely no more than 10 because like we're getting to know you still like yes. i don't want to be like force fed too much i want to i want to find like even with me like when i push it out like i feel like for my next project i want to just get like the best of the best five tracks maybe six just to throw a little variety yeah but like just like a a handful so you could really focus on like the production because that was really important to me too i didn't want to go to any old person to like engineer you know what i'm saying like to to get my shit like i wanted to like make sure my sound was right first and foremost before anything like obviously like the writing and like what i say has to you know sound right and be like that's important too but like it don't matter if you know what i say if you know the songs on fucking apple music sounding like shit you know what i'm saying like yeah. i want it to sonically like just be of good quality yeah and that's in, that's important but i guess um the singles thing i can't really harp on that because i did find you because of your project right and i people, I fa- people fuck with talking though like low yeah key. I'd be I, like, okay like and uh i'm i found you because of your project and then i started looking into who you were right i listened to the music i went to the youtube channel i went to the the instagram okay. and i started just digging into who you were and i I just thought you were such an interesting person okay I and you had that. you you seem like you've had just an interesting ride and you know you've um you just you know yeah you've done a lot and I, i've just found it very interesting going back and and trying to understand right, who right. emilio Cucci is right right yeah so <laughs> I can't. The project definitely is, is great. I mean, thank you. It's everybody needs to check it out. Hey, it was yes. on Houston's top albums of the year. Yes. Shout out Joey Guerra from the Houston Chronicle for including me on that. That was fire. So, I mean, what are your your plans going forward with music? Like, um, I definitely want to get booked for like a festival of some sort. Okay. Like South by Southwest. You know, like, that was, like, a humongous deal, especially being from Texas. But, like, next time I either want to get booked for something, like, like, I want to get, like, something like a 
official, official type shit. Like, put me on a motherfucking lineup at South by Southwest. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm so appreciative of, of being included in that conversation anyways and being in Austin that week while South by was going on. But, um, like, I want to be a part of, like, Rolling Loud or, like, just something, like, even, like, on a baby minor spectrum, like, just being able to just, like, be a part of that would be fucking, like, cool as fuck. Okay. And what what plans do you have, like, um, as far as the music? Like, do you plan on sharing more about who you are or di- diversifying, you know? Like you said, you like to, to joke around with some of the music and have fun with it. But right. are you going to have, you know, the... the the serious side of, of Emilio right. Cucci or so I, I feel like that's why um off camera I was talking to you about um like doing a cipher. Yeah. I really You wanna show people that you, you got bars. Right. Like I'm not just some little gay boy out here like just doing this for fun. Like I I could stand up to oh boy, you know, who's been doing this for a minute. I could, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like I could I could do this. I know I can do this and I could probably do it better than you. <laughs> Like, I would. I I want to to hear that side of your your music. I want yeah. to to hear the evolution. I want to see you on all on all aspects of the right. music. And uh, hey, Emilio Cipher. Yeah, that would be <laughs> Emilio Cipher. Uh, Emilio Cucci coo- on this, a cipher. It's the Cucci Cipher. Hey, that would be cool. Right. Hey, we might have to, to, to figure something we out. We might have to. But. Seeing, That'll be hard. Seeing that side of you and um, letting everybody else see that that side of you would definitely, I think, uh, would be good. Right. I mean, because, like, there's a lot of talent in Houston. Yes. Um, For sure, for sure. Um, But, you know, I just got to pop my shit real quick on, on everyone out here. And that, <laughs> it's no shade. You know what I'm saying? It's friendly competition. Yeah. But, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I got to talk my shit. And I've, I've noticed that a lot of the, the artists in Houston... um that's what you know they they pay attention to is is locally what are you doing if you're if you can compete like bar for bar with people yeah right and the thing is too like i feel like again this is no shade i'm just keeping it a hundred yeah i feel like a lot of people right now kind of sound the same oh yeah they do they have the same sound they have like the beats sound the same the flow sounds the same and that's, that's no shade that's that's it's just facts yeah and you know what i'm saying i i feel like i bring something different to the table that's one thing that gravitated me towards you was right. listen i like something that catches your ear because i'm i get sent music every day right i'm yeah i'm sure i get people sending me their music every day and then i'm somebody who actually takes the time to listen to it love that i will listen to everybody's music who sends me stuff but a lot of it does sound the same. Right. And then there's always um they'll they'll say, "Oh, I'm I'm bringing something different to the table." No, you're not. No. <laughs> it sounds the same as the the last person who sent me something. Right. So whenever I hear something different, I'm like, "Whoa." Okay. Right. Like you take a minute to ing- ingest yes. it and digest it and really think about it. So definitely I think you are bringing something different to the table and Thank you. hey, I'm I'm fucking with it. Right. And everybody needs that. to go out and check it out. Exactly. <laughs> so where can everybody find you at and where can everybody check you out? And what do you want them to listen to off of you other than just the project? What singles can they like go specifically in? to get like a vibe of me? Yes. OK, so y'all can check me out everywhere. Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, Apple, Tidal, just everything. 
um, at Emilio Cucci. Um, if I had to say, I'm gonna give y'all three songs to really get the gist of Cucci. Okay. Um, definitely, I want cash. Big shit talking energy. Um, toxic freestyle. Short and sweet to the point. And um, I feel like uh, Quiet Storm Freestyle. I just dropped that recently. Um, I feel like that's kind of more like what you said, like more serious. Yeah. I feel like it's me more kind of like just talking shit, but not in a like playful way. I'm really like on some serious shit. Okay. I've noticed some of your music has um, it has like a a Louisiana bounce kind of oh. sound to it. Okay. I mean, definitely. I mean, in high school. Okay. Well, in junior high, um, like during like hurricane katrina and stuff you know obviously houston had a lot of like new orleans transplants like people, yeah people yeah came to evacuate from you know katrina and so in junior high and high school like i became friends with a few girls you know who were from new orleans so um i guess maybe like there would be some influence there but even like just my friends in general like we would play like new orleans bounce often okay. just in a car in high school like just pulling up to the McDonald's down the street yeah. on Sheldon Road and like just having like little twerk sessions or like I would record them like you know what I'm saying I had a camera back then too I would like record them like playing like bouncing biggity bouncing biggity bouncing biggity you know what I'm saying yeah. like we would like just be real cute and ratchet in a parking lot always <laughs> yeah but that that's kind of what I, I get from your music yeah. I, I I think it's good thank you hey Emilio Cucci check them out everywhere yup Apple Music, all the the Spotify's everywhere, YouTube, Instagram, Emilio Cucci, motherfucking everywhere. Hey, we out here, slum sessions. Check out the, check out everything. Yes, because you ain't gonna be disappointed. Go back at all. Yes, that's me. Bye, y'all. Hey, we (laughs) out here. Stay slum. (laughs) Hey.